As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 430. Milestone. A milestone. This week we shall tackle Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. I feel really dumb having to pronounce the W like that. She's I mean, very adamant about this. Is she? Mm-hmm. But no one else in the movie does except for... for uh, I, I think it's sl- very slight. I heard it. I was listening for it. And I heard it. it. I heard all the other people say Grindelwald, and then I heard Dumbledore be like, Grindelwald. Only, only <laughs> like, the muggles pronounce it Grindelwald. You, you, if you're a true magic person, you, you say you say it with a V. Okay. Okay, then yeah. I'm calling him Grindelwald. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. See, we can do that. <laughs> Settles it. I think uh, if the movie was better, I would call him Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I want to get this right. There you go. Right. I want to be true to this. <laughs> considering that I didn't care for the movie at all, I'm like, I'm just going to call him Grindy. Grindy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that a, the, what's that mascot? <laughs> that creepy mascot? Oh, Gritty. 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 <laughs> what a perfect tie-in for promotion. Was yeah. that a... Fantastic. Grindy and gritty. Is he one of the beasts? Is he one of Newt's beasts? He might be. They're going to come out. It's going to be a big, you know, uh, shared collaborative marketing scheme is that, yeah, he's he's Grindelwald. And he's going to be related to a character somehow. They're going to be a secret brother or something. That's what's going to happen. They do that. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Spoilers. They do that. Uh, yeah. Ever heard about this this brother before? Nope. Has anyone ever alluded to the secret brother? Nope. But Gritty's related to it. Might have been a good dimension uh, later on in the Harry Potter films, but no. Okay. Now, nah, why would you? So before we dig in, we should probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And we have a guest with us. Hello. Hello. 
introduce yourself, sir. My name is Michael. Um, I write for WeAreMovieGeeks.com, and uh, yeah, this is, I guess, like my third or fourth time being Something on like the that. show. Yeah. yeah. So happy to be back. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. thanks well. for coming back. So, uh, uh, since Joe's out, he's our random, our typical I think synopsizer. I think Joe would have struggled with this. <laughs> I think anyone I think would anyone would struggle. Even you know. like the true Potter fans. I, to Yeah. Yeah. I, I was telling these guys, it's like, I don't dislike this movie. But I did feel like I needed a key or like a map or some sort of reference guide because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> actually, it's could a you pause for a second. I gotta look something up. What? Yeah. This is a first in cinematic history. It's the first movie comprised entirely of subplots. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of main characters. I, mean, you know, and so I think first of all, it would be good to kind of say how where each of us landed. And uh, you know, I think obviously the easiest thing to compare these movies to is the Harry Potter series. Yeah. And so the Harry Potter series over you know the course of eight films and around ten years, they they were able to build up these characters. You know, they would introduce more characters, but they earned it. You followed these kids, you got to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are in the second movie, and they are throwing a lot of main characters at us. They're adding more and more and more and trying to pack it into the second film in the franchise. And it's they honestly that's the biggest struggle i think is you know trying to develop these characters and to understand their motivations when you're really just cutting back and forth between these different subplots and you're just like wow that seemed a little bit out of left field like that that action but it's like well yeah because they only have 15 minutes of screen time in this movie so it's like you can't give them a lot of time i think not only that you also have the fact that jk rowling doesn't have source material for another screenwriter to adapt yeah so this needs a book in this you've got (laughs) you've got characters without a lot of motivation or without a lot of background and they're just becoming ciphers for like exposition dump Mm -hmm. exposition dump. oh my god and and it's like if you had a source material that you wrote like a book and then you had a screenwriter that took, okay, this would be a really good part. This would be a really good part. I'm sorry. I hate to say this because I know like people are going to rip my hat off for this. But like, I don't think she's a good screenwriter. I think she's yeah. a good writer. Right. But just have someone else adapt. And, you know, she's great at world building. Yeah, yeah and, absolutely. But you need somebody to come in and, and winnow that well, down. And you see glimmers of that. Yeah. In this movie, there's that's why I was like, for me, I like... I like this movie and, and like I, everything was like a, a, a chapter like the scene I was like I enjoyed that scene and then there was like yep. oh okay now I can't think about that anymore because now I'm over here and I don't know what this is but let me catch up and now I think I figured out what's going on oh I really like this oh no we're gone okay let me go back over here there's no now what is this part okay well because there's, there's no sense of time or space in this movie I know that they're magic and so they can kind of get anywhere instantly but I was constantly like where are they at now how do they get there why did they get there? it was like I never they all, they all never, pop up and appear with their magic wands like poof let's right. show up it's here a, poof, let's cheat. disappear here <laughs> poof let's pop up here yeah, yeah. It, and it's and it's also very discombobulated this needs a, yeah I, I felt why why I was watching this I was like I wish this would have been a book yeah, I yeah. felt you know like the last one was loosely based around uh, a story, loosely, but it was more loosely. of a journal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this I was like, I really wish this would have been a book. Yeah. She's on her own. I mean, it's and and the thing is, this and is then this, it would have been distilled and yeah, and exactly. half of this what happens in this wouldn't have been it, right. right? And and the thing is too, the crazy thing is they are stretching this franchise to five films. Oh, this is, is it, is it going to be five? It's oh, it's be, five. It originally oh was going to be three. Then mm-hmm. they turned it into five. So you would think if they're making five of these things, do we have to put this much well, into yeah, the why, second movie? Why are you cramming so much into this movie if you know you're going to make three 
three a, more. Do after. they feel like they're running out of time with only three after this movie? I mean, that's a lot do, of. Do you think because she's the screenwriter that she can? She's basically reacting to the pre. You know. Reacting I, I to the reaction, about that. I thought about. So now that. the next one should be like, okay, obviously I did too much. I'm gonna dial some back, and, and you know, I like think maybe. we're already seeing that. So what I was gonna say is, so t- going back to the first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, I really did not like that movie. No, it's I, really bad. I just it's really, bad. I just rewatched it after this I movie because I wanted to see. Because I'm like, wait, these characters all seem different. I'm like, why are they acting this way? Was Newt autistic in the first no. one? He so is not. He's a stroke I, victim. I think he. I think yeah, he suffered yeah. from a stroke. I, I was like, <laughs> that's I don't, what it seems like. I was like, I don't remember him playing it like this he at all. Does not, and that's why last night, even though I just saw this movie yesterday, I watched the first one last night because I go, wait a minute, I have to see how he acts in the first movie. Okay, and this it's movie, worse, I think, in the first. No, I, in this movie, he does not make eye contact with right. anyone else. He looks at the ground. He's so meek and timid. In the first movie, he's shy. He does not act like this. Right. Between the first movie and the second movie, I don't understand why they or he decided to play Newt like this because he is not like this in the first movie. Right. He's just shy, but like he talks to people. He's he's pretty much like adamant about the things that he believes in, and he makes eye contact. and And uh, and the other thing that really bothered me was who is uh, D- uh, Jacob's girlfriend, the the ditzy one, Queenie. Oh, the blonde Queenie. Queenie. Yeah, Queenie is not that dumb in the first. Oh, one. Uh, Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the first in the first one, another thing that I looked for was I'm like I don't remember her being quite that bad in the first one. In the first one, she kind of talks like kind of ditzy, kind of cutesy, but she has it together. In the second one, she speaks so slowly, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just kind of stupid." Like she doesn't talk like that in the first one, so I don't get why they changed their characters from one movie to the other that picks up nine months or whatever pretty closely after like. Why have their characters completely changed the way they act? Yeah, it's I, bizarre. I, th- I found. It I, I'm glad you rewatched because I yeah. I didn't care for the first one either. I like this one even less. Yeah. But but oh, see, that's where I'm different. So uh, the thing is, I did not like that first one, and I just watched it for the second time yesterday. But uh, I wasn't I, bored in the first one like I was in. This I one. was. See, the thing is though, is that so Fantastic Beasts. We've just watched eight Harry Potter films, and they come out with this prequel, but it's so loosely connected to the Harry Potter world. See, in this one, I feel like it was a direct reaction by J.K. Rowling to add more Harry Potter. We see Dumbledore. We see Hogwarts. We see characters from the other movies. Like, this movie is packed with Harry Potter fan service because I think she realized people were not happy about this guy and his, his cutesy animals. Like... That has no interest to me. I want to see wizards. I want to see fights. I want to see their origin. I don't want to see him in his bag of tricks, right? Well, and I think that's the biggest issue I had with the first one was you've got the whole fantastic subplot. Like, you have to show him with his animals. Then there's, like, one cutesy scene of him chasing an animal after another and then pantomiming, like, a hippo creature in a park for some yeah. reason for five minutes. That whole movie and is then just it's like, animals. But then you have the plot, which is, like, the core of his storyline. Um and it's like here, at least, I thought the plot and the story was more centralized and it's like yeah. it's more cohesive. There's a point. The f- yeah, there's a point to it all. The first film, I just thought was just this jumbled mess where, again, sort of like what you talked about with chapters and it's like there's all these scenes and none of them were really connected. And I don't know. I, I do appreciate, though, at least this felt 
more controlled. Well, I guess it, it seems like they're pointing in a direction. Yes, this yeah, felt yeah. like it had a point rather than to yeah. be like, "Hey, we're going to make this new series based on this little throwaway book in the Harry Potter right. novels." And so now we have to talk about Newt and his fantastic beast, where it's like no one cares about that. We want to see the wizards fighting and the mythos, right. and you know, where did all these houses come from, and and who was this evil guy before Voldemort, and right. like we want that. And so that's where I think this movie excels. Yeah, I don't I think they executed it properly, but at least it was like, wow. But my other question is, why are these movies about Newt? He's not the main character. Like, well, who, and we kind of thought he's just there. The last movie, I thought, you know, I think we all talked about is like Newt. You know, will probably we predicted that his role would be dialed down. Yeah, he'd be a side character, especially now. It, when we once we heard that it was like, oh, and Jude Law is going to be Dumbledore. So it's like, oh, okay, so we're going to see a shift yeah. of like attention a little bit. Nope. No, Dumbledore's <laughs> like, hey, guys, uh, you guys head over here. Yeah. I'm going to stay at Hogwarts. And I will say that every time he was on the screen, I'm like, I think we should just stay here for a little yeah, bit. Just I, yeah, it was stay great. Stay here for like 10 more minutes. Because that's what people want to see. You watch yeah. the eight Harry Potter movies. You watch Dumbledore be a badass. You want to find out why he's the best wizard. Here's young Dumbledore. Yeah. We got him. We have Jude Law. He's a great actor, and he's great in this role. And they've basically told us, oh, by the way, he's not going to do any cool wizard stuff for Two more movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. he, he's pledged not to fight him. And right? we knew, I mean, here's the stuff that we knew. They knew Fantastic Beasts was sort of like a field guide. The original source material was like a field guide. So it was basically, a, the, you know, like you're reading Scamander's journal. It's a textbook. The kids in school, that's how they learn about these beasts. Yeah. And then they built a story around it. And, you know, when I saw the movie the first time, and I mentioned this, I was like, I saw it the first time, and I was like, uh, I mean, I know you're in the periphery of a world that's really fun and endearing, but just the lack of kids kind of threw me. I enjoyed it better the second time because I got over that. But it was one of those things is like, but we know, what we know is that, there's Grindelwald, and then there's Dumbledore, and they do have. Uh, um, I mean, Rowling had mentioned stuff, you know, like they they battle, and it's like that's the first like sort of battle, you know, just like Harry and um, uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. It was you know Dumbledore and and Grindelwald, and Grindelwald also has you know there's reference to like Nazis and you know Nazi Europe and and World War, and so I'm like, okay, so we know. I, I was like, oh, so, you know, uh, slowly the attention's going to shift from Newt to Dumbledore. And maybe we're still watching that transition. But I, you don't need but four movies to do it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest complaint is that Newt is just a bystander. Like you said, he exists in this world, but he's this magic beast guy. And yeah, he knows magic and he knows how to, you know, put yeah. things here to there and, and capture beasts or whatever. But like, yeah, we're on to... Grindelwald trying to take over the world and all these wizards fighting and everything and like we don't really need Beast Guy like I just wonder why they've chosen to still keep him as the main character because he's just there he's not a that special I think it's that old that old age sort of story where it's like you have the non powerful person the, the the boy in the back of the class that gets bullied who's sort of a dork dweeb rising up you know or that Samson and Goliath you know sort of vibe where it's like he's this timid sort of zoology, zoo, yeah. zookeeper. What do we want to call him? Zoologist. Pokemon catcher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we got the Pokemon catcher, and it's like that's like what he does for his day to day, but he's going to save the world now. And oh, it's like so you that's think, what they're. So you think he is that, uh, that like placeholder, that yeah. every man entry point yes. for the viewer, but then now he plays him kind of so weird. 
it's, that it's hard to be like he's my guy. I didn't yeah. like I didn't like Eddie Redmayne to start with, yeah. and I thought I didn't like him in the first one. But mm-hmm. God, give me that Newt in that first one, yeah. Because I'm telling you, I had to compare it. I like didn't want to, but I'm like I need to find this out. And it is so weird in this movie. I'm like, why is he only looking at the ground? And yeah. like, not, it was a very odd choice. Um, so very bizarre. So if he stared you, at his shoes anymore, he would start a grunge band. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why can't you make eye contact with people? So anyway, well, I think we'll have to use Wikipedia as a guide on this one, uh, especially with all the years and everything that that they're throwing throwing out here. So uh, apparently this starts in 1927. Uh, Grindelwald has been captured, as we know, in the beginning of the first movie. Um, did they say this was nine months later? For some reason, that sounds right. Seven it's, months? I okay. say. Like that. I think a few seven. months later. So um, he is going... He's, they captured him in New York, and so now I guess he's being extradited to the UK wizard land. Sure, why not? Like, you know, I guess they have, <laughs> they want to contain him there or whatever. So this was my first really big complaint with this movie was this transportation. So you have wizards with spells that can bounce from here to there, yet they have to put Grindelwald in a coach and have him flown to the but UK? But how cool was that scene? That was like one of the best scenes yeah. in the film. No, it was, it was cool looking, but I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. You have people that even in this scene are like vanishing and reappearing in different places we know they can go into a suitcase and travel to different places like these are wizards yet you have to lock him in a carriage like like every movie that has a prisoner transport in a bus right like what's the worst that could happen yeah yeah i'm just like you know you have the most dangerous wizard in the world you're going to transport him by by uh wizard horse and buggy oh they told it's a wizard con air yeah, it is. I, like, I don't understand. That's one of the things. I just thought it was. We don't need guards. It was yeah. such a dumb decision. I mean, again, it's, cool, but stupid. Yeah. It made no sense at all. Um, so, so we find out that that he has this follower, which I think he was in the first movie. When I watched it, I think this guy was one of the U.S. guys because when when you first see Tina and the U.S. Um, office of wizards uh you i think this guy shows up so i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i think this is a u.s guy and so he ends up kind of breaking grindelwald out he turns and is on his side um and so of course uh they do some kind of switcheroo which was really hard to follow too i couldn't tell if like he they already switched places or used a spell to switch places with this guy i don't know what was happening in this scene but Somehow Grindelwald got out because he. Yeah. There was rain, horses, a stagecoach, yeah. and then people. Thunder. Yeah, thunder, and then just people like appeared Swapping, and had a wig but, on, yeah. and then their hair changed, and yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool looking. But I'm like, it was I don't, cool. I don't but really know what happened, it. but Grindelwald got out. Yeah. Um, and then in this really okay, I'm trying to understand the character of Grindelwald. And again, I I pretty much enjoyed this movie. So is Johnny Depp, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I pretty much enjoyed this movie. I liked it more than the first one, but I still have my fair share of complaints. So the character of Grindelwald. So he is a guy that is not afraid to kill people on sight. He evaporates a baby. He kills people in their houses in the next scene, right? But yet, when he swaps... And, and to make it worse is he shows up with, with a funeral procession before they're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dick. So, so he's the kind of person that isn't afraid to kill people, yet when he does this swap through and escape, the main guy that's with him, he drops him down like he's going to fall into the water or something, but throws him a wand and saves him. Yeah. I, what is his motivation? when? And then next scene, he goes and kills a woman and kills her baby. Yeah. But he saves the guy that's trying to imprison him? I didn't I understand know. the motivation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is it because? Is it because was that guy like a pure blood and the other ones weren't? 
Yeah. Tell the yeah. Story. Well, I'm guessing he was. Yeah. 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 But I didn't think about that, but yeah, that could be it. But I don't know if that other family was or not. They like just is that just a random apartment they show up in or was there a significant it could have been they... like a nomad family yeah, yeah. okay it, so yeah it, I, I saw... it's the thing that needs a book yeah. right <laughs> like, yeah. i was like oh man i think there'd be so much more here yeah so i'm sure there is in her head yeah right i'm just trying to figure out in what part four we'll find out who that guy is related to <laughs> there you he'll go. be a brother <laughs> or, or someone's brother or a father right. or somebody yeah, yeah we'll so. find out so anyway, so he kind of escapes. He he's off. He's got his followers now. He's got like three or four different people following him around. Um, so we cut back to Newt, and Newt is in his research laboratory, and he's got all his. I mean, it's cool looking stuff. He has all these different little worlds and these staircases that take him to different places. Uh, he ends up uh, going into the water with this like kelp monster that looks like a, a ho- like a Pegasus or something made out of kelp, and he tackles it. You know, just trying to give us a little. Cool. It was cool trying to give us that beast. Like it's mm-hmm. called Fantastic Beast. So they got got to show you some beasts that's just par par for the course um and, but, and his assistant which i was like oh, she's got to be a much bigger part are you catching like all the references to this woman no okay. i don't know who this is okay so she's a very she's the put upon woman and uh later we hear them like reading a newspaper article and she's in the photo like peeking behind like a oh a I didn't curtain, really like that. looking want, wantingly at at newt and she's huh. also listed as like Here's Newt and uh, Lita and whatever his brother's name is, mm. and some unknown woman. So I'm like, they're very. Oh, clearly, were they talking about her? Yes. I heard that unknown woman. I'm so like, I'm like okay. uh, you know, it's like, and you, she, you can see she's got doe eyes for him. So yeah. I'm like, I kept thinking, well, maybe she's gonna show up in this. It's like, so I'm assuming she's gonna be a much bigger. Okay. Role, That's interesting. Like, to think about that. Yeah. But the whole time they like, she kept popping up. So they're clearly setting she her up, up or something. Lot. But she's just in this. She's just an ancillary she's, character that she's, assists his, him in feeding the animals. The, his lab assistant who who is in love with him. him. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so she's there. Uh, but he ends up. Uh, he gets some unexpected visitors. He gets uh, Jacob Kowalski, who's played by Dan Fogler, and then. What's her name? Brooke Queen, Queenie. 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 I keep forgetting her name. Uh, who, again, has changes in character completely. It's really weird how she really played up like the ditzy thing, which I thought was a, a bad move. But uh, they show up, and then he's like, oh, Tina, where's Tina? And he goes and looks for her, who, of course, is the love interest in the first movie. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's it's just which us. I, which I, is that her name, Tina? Tina. I Tina. Okay. Yeah. I, he for calls some re- her Tina. Okay. Which, in the first movie, I was like, yeah, I don't really feel that. Yeah. Well, what's funny you is, know, like, she, I'm not shipping that. In the first <laughs> film, she, you know, even though I don't care for the actress, I thought, okay, we got this interesting character. They're going to, you know, really play her up in this next film here. And I feel like she sort of disappears in this one. Like, yeah. she doesn't really have anything to do. She kind of like, took a step backward. She from takes the first a big movie. step backward. She's um, just, I mean, and, and I thought that was going to be Eddie Redmayne's character. I thought Eddie Redmayne was right, going to sort of take a right. step back and she was going to be pushed more to the forefront. And, uh, yeah. yeah. But so apparently what happened is that she decides that she's going to go and do her this other big assignment. And she's mad at Newt because there's like a wizarding tabloid that showed uh, Newt, Tina, uh, Tina Lestrange, which we know that. Lita. Name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Tina is not in this. It's Lita Lestrange and Newt's brother. And, and some unknown woman. And some unknown woman, apparently. And the thing read that Newt is to be married to Lita. Mm-hmm. And so she got jealous and mad. Because the first one, they leave Women, it, am I right? <laughs> am I right, guys? <laughs> the first one, I don't remember this, but they kind of do just go their separate ways. Like, they do have this mm-hmm. connection, or they're trying to ship this connection. But at the end of the first one, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to the States now and do my thing. And it's kind of like questionable, like, is Newt going to go with her? 
are they going to be a thing? Yeah, but they're like, not like, we're together now. Let's continue on our journey. Yeah. They kind of break apart. He said, I'll, I'll send you a copy of the book. Exactly. I'll bring it in person. Yeah, you know, I'll deliver it yeah, in she's person. Yeah, right? make a copy. Yes. I'll bring it in Yeah, person. so it's not like they're like, yeah, let's get married. Now yeah. we're together. It's like, no, I'm going to go do my thing. I'll come visit you. So, Well, he has to leave. I, I thought he was like basically asked kindly to leave the States in the last movie. He kind of ruined... It's just yeah, weird no. that like half the, like, half the film now is just like her, well, I'm sort of upset because you didn't tell me about this yeah. other girl. Yeah. And it's like, that's like the half the film for her. Well, like, that's right. what she does. It's that, it's that trope. How about you talk? How about yeah. you get it out? I mean, and the way that he finally does tell her, don't be happy for me. No, I mean, I want you to be happy, but don't be happy for me. I'm not happy. Like, Jesus, yeah. say, hey, that was a mistake. She's marrying my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the way that he stretches it out, and this is at the end of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, dude. Um, but anyway, so so she's mad at seeing that and saying, okay, we had this connection. Now he's engaged to this girl. Now they do mention Lita in the first movie. Mm-hmm. She's not in it, but he yeah. mentions her because he carries her picture around yep. with him in the yeah. first one. And so she already <clears throat> has established this, and then he hears they're going to be engaged. So she's mad, but she goes off on this assignment to Paris. Uh, and so uh, we also find out that uh, Queenie has put Jacob under the spell, um, you know, and of course he's a muggle. She's a, a witch. Is that what you, a um, wizard? A wizard? Wizard us. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't know. Just yeah, wizards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They might just so be wizards. She has magic. She's a pure blood, I guess. And, and he's a muggle. And yep. so that is illegal as we learned in the first movie. And so. Uh, in the States. Okay, in the states, wasn't illegal elsewhere. It was and and also in the, in the states, they call muggles no magic. Yeah, so no mad. Make sure to you yeah. know get yeah. that straight, yeah. buddy. Yeah. All right. So they, she wants to get married to him, and it's not that he's not into her, but he's like, if you do that, they'll throw you in jail or in Azkaban or whatever. Like this is illegal. We can't get married. So so that makes her upset, and so she tries to put this love potion on him, and Newt sees through that, and and he's like, if if he really is going to marry you, then he'll tell us outside of this potion uh and so that causes a big brouhaha and and uh jacob that subplot bothered me a lot because it was kind of rapey yeah yeah like yeah. And if, it if, felt really weird and and like in and, and it gets consistently played for laughs yeah and if if the genders had been oh my god flipped, oh yeah i was really was, surprised that yeah. jk rowling had someone put someone under a love spell to marry them like that like that felt really weird and like not have it be played as a character flaw yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially uh, like I feel like we were supposed to find it funny one because of the genders and two because of the disparity in traditional beauty standards between yeah. the two characters. Yeah. It, right. It, like she she is more attractive than he is. Sure. And so he should be honored yeah. that she's wanting to enchant him. It it came off very poorly i think yeah and so uh she she leaves after he's you know like oh i told you like well we're gonna get married and she he chases after her and she reads his mind and in his head he says you're crazy and you know and and it just because of this whole situation and he's like i didn't i didn't say it you know and she gets really mad so she's like, you know i'm gonna go see my sister so she goes after tina in paris Jacob stays with Newt. Based on experience, you know who really flips out the most when you call them crazy? Crazy people. Crazy people. (laughs) But she's not going to, you know, be crazy or turn bad at all, right? No. No, not at all. Nothing, that's not going to allude to anything later on in the film. Not that I remember. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Telegraph, telegraph, telegraph. So so he finds out, uh, you know, he sees the postcard that Tina sent 
Queenie and it says, I miss you. I'm in Paris, you know, love Tina, whatever. And so Newt's like, I have to go after her. She's trying to get to Credence. Is that the kid's name that we mm-hmm. thought was dead yeah, in the first yeah. one? So, oh yeah, another weird thing. So at the beginning of the first one, Dan Fogler's mind is erased and you're like, you know, T- uh, Queenie shows up in a bakery and it's like, they're like going to fall in love naturally because he can't remember the whole situation. Nope. And this one, they're like, oh yeah, no, it only erases bad memories and I didn't have bad memories. So, Hey, I'm good to go. Like it was a very weird retcon. And then, and then what was my other point? So there was that one that changed. And then, um, I can't remember what the other one was. I'll think of it. But but it, so it's like so that whole thing came back to where like oh no we Dan Fogler was the best part of this first movie. We got to get him back and we have to have him remember the whole dynamic. So yeah, and he could have easily been a character. I think in the books he would have been a character that they would have left. But I think since J.K. Rowling is writing uh, the the scripts and yeah. we, you know. Right, successively. I thought he was the best. I think part. she probably got you know. I loved his character. She's in the first getting one. her own notes or taking notes yeah. herself and saying, "Oh, people really responded well to that. I got to get right. him back in." Right, and so, in the books, he, he would have been done. No, you yeah, can, the whole bad memories thing. It's like, oh, okay, you know, Dan down the street, you know, got his probably building destroyed that he works at. He's yeah. like, oh, I don't have to go to work the next day. You know, he probably had a good memory, <laughs> you know, of yeah. that. So maybe he, you know, maybe he remembers it all too. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a very weird thing to where that character was supposed to just kind of be off on his own. But but you're right. They brought him back from the movie. I mean, I like him, so I'm glad that he was there. But it did seem very odd. But uh, he's like, yeah, I have to go find t- Tina. Oh, the other one was this uh, Cornelius, whatever his name is, the kid Credence. So... um uh, Credence at the first one you thought that he was dead and so this is the other retcon where they're like where uh, Newt is like oh but he died and then they're like nope he's alive yeah, like, yeah. you know it's just they again they totally retconned it because I guess the story went a different direction so he dies for dramatic effect in the first one but no he's in Paris now so he realizes Tina is going after Credence and Credence is this dangerous guy that has these crazy powers that he can't really control he's and, in an Oculus yeah and Grindelwald wants to harness that and to have him join his side. And so obviously he knows Tina's in danger. So he gets Jacob and they travel to Paris. And so we see this magic circus type scene take place. And yeah, I mean, there's some cool effects where there's this huge, you know, dragon or not dragon, a lion creature that's Mm -hmm. flying through and everything. Um, But this was an all, this is another weird character edition. Nagini like to again now this is more like hey let's have more from the harry potter universe which i like seeing but i felt like at least in this movie they did need not need to add this extra character she did nothing for well you know what she is right she's voldemort snake right yeah but, yeah. but she does nothing but they in make, this movie i yeah. like that they like really go out of their way to you know say but she won't be like this forever someday she'll be a snake and that's all she'll be yeah <laughs> what do you think that means yeah you know I, so we're all like oh okay good that placates that entire thing. Yeah. I think it makes her, that character, it's kind of a drag because it makes that character well, a lot she's more doomed. tragic. She's because now as a Horcrux, yeah. you know, and like one of the final Horcruxes in, I think the final Horcrux yeah. in Deathly Hallows, you're kind of like, oh, well, I feel bad. Well, it's yeah. just like no matter what she does, she's she got lopped off. Yeah, and she's going to be, Newt. she's going to be Voldemort's attack snake. Uh, you know, by Neville. And, Sorry, spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> and she's going to be a Horcrux, and so no matter what she does, you can't escape that. But also, again, she does not move anything along. She maybe gives credence a couple of like, you yeah. know, tally ho. Like she's there for a little bit of moral support, but she does nothing in this movie. So I really wish if they were going to add her, they could have waited until they can give her something mm-hmm. to do. 
But anyway, that's where we see that Credence is working in the circus. Nagini is one of these uh, attractions in the like sideshow type circus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's her ability is that she can transform into a snake, but she has this blood curse, which eventually it, it will be impossible to transform back. And we know how that ends up. So the two of them escape. Uh, but he, think about this. A wizard circus should be something that like, if it, if it was, I'm going to go back to this. If this were in the books, we would have heard about, you know, like, People have talked about, oh, don't miss the wizard circus. And, and it'd be like two books before. And then, it, yeah. you know, then it'd be like the next book is like, oh, where do you get to go to that wizard circus? It's just like uh, Hogsmeade. I mean, we heard about Hogsmeade yeah. over and over and over until they finally got there and they yeah. built it up. And then they like made it, it. It was a fairly substantial part of, of being there. And it was always there. This, it feels like, oh, cool. A wizard circus. That should be awesome. Oh, it's cool. Oh, it's gone now. OK, yeah. thanks. It's just, <laughs> and I don't think it's coming back. No, that's the. And it was really cool. Everything's condensed, so that's the problem with having eight subplots in this right. movie: is that you get a little glimpse of things yes. and it goes away. You get a and that's, and that's why I mean, it's yeah. like that's a chapter. I was like, I kind of, I think you could have stayed here for yeah. a little bit, like take a breather, let's see what happens. But uh, you know, and make it a third of the movie instead of they, ten minutes. They also didn't need to make the guy that runs the circus the villain from Pinocchio. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. exactly what he is. He's yeah, the evil yeah, guy yeah. that's trapping them all in cages, and he's mean, and you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, and he looks like him with the beard. It's oh, like yeah, that's yeah. the bad guy from Pinocchio. I'm getting into the puppet business. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, Credence before the show tells is like passing a note to Nagini. He's like, tonight's going to be the night we escape. So he ends up setting out a bunch of little, you know, I mean, the beasts are cool. They're these little yeah. electric Tail mini dragons zappers. or whatever. Uh, they end up breaking loose the huge lion creature thing and it gets uh, it gets out. Um, and then uh, whenever it's on the loose, I think this is where Newt comes in with the cat toy, right? Yeah. Is that... I, which I thought was really I funny. Was a funny laugh. Yeah. I mean, cats love yeah. little things with bells, and so he actually has a little tiny cat toy on a stick, and the lion is like stops in its tracks, and he's like, "Hmm," and he throws it into the the suitcase, and the lion yeah. goes in after. It's a cute little moment, but then the circus packs up, everybody goes goes away, and and that's it. You see a couple of those house elves, or you see you know, you know one of the house elves is doing the uh, like Merlin thing from Sword in the Stone, yeah, where yeah. he's getting everything to go into the. And, and, I think, all, and I think you've only described one third of the film so far. Yeah. We still have so much. Yeah, I mean, more. Yeah. And it's like, and that's all there's that all this that's happened yeah. already. And it's like, we're not even halfway through. No, yeah. and, just, and that's, well, that's what's so frustrating. It's like, that's very enjoyable. Like, I enjoy just like the packing up of the circus. It's yeah, just yeah. like, I wish you guys would just pause for a second and let us savor that. Yeah. yeah. Instead of feeling like we have we to. We got to rush to the next we scene. We have eight more yeah. mini scenes that we're going to have sure. to plow through. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the Griswolds at the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, I, I did enjoy that imagery and uh, that's straight out of Sword in the Stone when Merlin's packing up yeah. his house into his bag. Right. Like it's the same exact thing. Yeah. So it was cool, but we've moved on from that. Um, now, uh, Newt has to track down Tina. And so we saw in the previous scene before they got there that, uh, Tina found this mysterious person. We don't know who he is, but, they end up interacting and, and they, and she says, or he says like, I think we're here for the same reason. So we, yeah. And this is where I'm like, Oh man, now I got to, I don't know who it, I know. I'm like, are we, he's, a he's, he's got a weird eye sort. thing. I'm like, is he one of the wizards from Hogwarts and the Harry Potter yeah. movies? Like, I'm just trying to figure out like, who are all these people? Right. And that's where it's like, oh, having just, seen the film, I still don't know who he is or how he fits. <laughs> I know. <in>. That's <laughs> what I was like, to be honest. Like, I'm I was like, like I, I will be awesome. glad when somebody like, 
goes to you know whatever the Pottermore or Wikipedia, yeah. and I Updates can like all, yeah. I'm like okay Click. now let me guess who all these people were because yeah. I was like there were so many things being thrown out. I don't think he has a tie-in, but because once we figure out who he is, but at first I'm just like, was he supposed to be one of the main? Ca- like I don't know who this guy is. So anyway, they're working together. So Newt, of course, Newt brings his little Niffler. Is that what it is? I, yeah. Okay, so Niffler is. Is I that mean, a hate crime? A, what did you say? <laughs> no, I don't he's think like so. A, he's a pickpocket. Talk, talk to Rowling. Um, I really liked him in the first movie. I like him in this one too. He's a cute little platypus-looking animal, like pocket-sized platypus, and he tries to get gold. So like in the first one, they're in a bank and he's stealing all the gold. Oh, Psyduck. Yeah, he's like a little side up. Yeah, <laughs> and so and so in this one, Newt brings him along because he knows he's going to come in handy, uh, and he mm-hmm. does quite a bit in this movie. Um, but uh, apparently, Newt does a spell that can transform footsteps into gold footprints, and then of course, Niffler likes they gold, like, so he's able to things. so he's able to track them. So kind of an interesting spell. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a they, fun. He, they actually did a much better job with this film integrating. The, the beasts themselves into the plot. To like actually do like things, second, right, So exactly. like the, sti- the yeah. stick creature helps get them out of jail. Yes. And, then, and yeah. the gold, what's the gold Pokemon, whatever one that you're talking about. <laughs> Niffler, like, yeah. You know, the Niffler comes in handy. It's, so it's like all of them actually yes, function the beast, into the plot, exactly. which, which is good. The first one was just, here's Newton his beasts. And it's and like, then right. I, don't, the story. I yeah. don't care about that. But you're 100% right. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but that is what I enjoyed is, yes, you see beasts, but they serve a and purpose. And it would yeah. make Newt more useful and integral to the story exactly. if it wasn't for the fact that he plays him so weird. Now. That's yeah. the only reason <laughs> yeah. to keep yeah. Newt around is he has these beasts that actually yeah. can do things. So I could see that. Um, so anyway, uh, they end up tracking her down. Um, I'm just trying to follow along because this thing bounces around so much. <laughs> yes. um, uh, okay, so his name is Yusuf, the character that we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Tina meets Yusuf, another interested party looking for credence. So we don't know why yet, but she says, uh, I think we're here for the same purpose. Um, so they, after the whole uh, breakout, uh, they. Oh, and we should say in the very beginning that we see Dumbledore for a very short moment. The reason why Newt goes on this journey to Paris yeah. is Dumbledore says, "You know, I I need you to go track down Credence," and he's like, "Because uh, Grindelwald is going to be after him," and he's like, "Why can't you go?" And and Dumbledore's like, "I can't," and it's very You know, he's very aloof mm-hmm. about it you know we don't learn more about it until yeah. later but he just keeps saying i can't he's vague about it but yeah. i can't and so like we mentioned earlier we see later on in the film they have a blood pact to where they cannot yeah. fight one another yeah and so he literally cannot take him out well, and we also find out in this scene that uh dumbledore is the um person that assigned him in the first film yes. to do that so it's like okay which th- was I mean, wasn't that sort of like questioned in the first one? I I, I, I had no Dumb- idea. Dumbledore's name comes up in the first one, and he's viewed even in the first one. He's viewed as somewhat like he doesn't play by the rules. We're not sure that you know, like in the the ministry in the states, just as like the ministry in in London, they're not a big fan of Dumbledores, and. So they questioned. I remember in the first one, they were like, "Are you here because of Dumbledore sent you?" And he's like, "No." Yeah, it's very. So I, it's I just watched a, it. And I don't even remember, but yeah. But he, they do when you he see them. Up. Yeah, and and you can tell that obviously he did have a part in that first one because of their conversation. He's like, "Now I need you to go to Paris," and he's like, "He's like, I, what? I, yeah. you know, and kind of like work questions, just like, like the audience. Why are you yeah, here? Who is this guy? Yeah, why is <laughs> why, why is Dumbledore sending?" Newt on these adventures yeah. like Newt if, if you were like if Newt was the chosen one like if Newt was a Harry Potter with these powers and this legacy and this family you'd be like oh that's why Dumbledore chose him mm-hmm. Newt is just one of his students that plays with animals on the spectrum 
Yeah, well, sooner, right. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I just, it's just so weird, but like Dumbledore's adamant about Newt going yeah. on these adventures to capture the most powerful and dangerous wizard in the world. Well, yeah. now, I mean, all of Harry Potter was based on the fact that it was a prophesized yeah. vision. We don't know that they haven't said that in this. It's like, well, I mean, because all the motivations and everything that he had Harry doing is because it was, yeah. you know. But do you know who is the Harry Potter of this movie? Credence. Wow. Credence is the Harry Potter. He's the one with the bloodline trying to figure out who he is and his lineage. He's the yeah. one that, that is destined to do whatever he's going to do. Like, the problem is, is that you have a Harry Potter and it's Credence, yet he's this enigma in these movies because it's like is he bad is he evil is he misunderstood uh, but wait there's more yeah so but there's we'll find out there's one thing that i really did appreciate about his character i've talked about the character changes mm-hmm. they got rid of that dumb haircut from the first oh, movie. oh god yeah. god that was hard to look at yeah. shaved sides and a bowl cut in the yep. first movie yeah. like he looks like a normal i mean you know yeah. he looks much better in this movie i know that's a weird like superficial thing but like that haircut was hard to look it was at. distracting it was yeah. very distracting yeah. so they made it's him like look, mo yeah yeah with shaved <laughs> yeah it's bizarre so, Spread out. so well, what you don't what you don't realize is you, it turns out that um he's pete rose <laughs> so so anyway but that's i think that's another one of my problems is like we should be following credence as the main character like he's the one that has to decide am i good am i bad which side am i going to join am i going to help defeat evil like he's more of the one with the legacy and, and that the, could be an interesting story if yeah if, it's if, interesting I if think he about that. if he is harry potter but he makes all the wrong choices. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know? But it's like the movie continues to focus on Newt instead of on Credence, where Credence is just this side character that keeps questioning who is he. And it's like we finally, at the end, get to it, if it is true, who he is. But they don't focus on him as like he is the one with the decision to make. And, and so it's just I think it's a a mistake to kind of switch those roles the way they yeah. did. Like, so. Um, but anyway, so uh, Newton Tina infiltrate the French Ministry of Magic for documents to confirm Credence's identity. And so this, oh, this part, can can we talk about the CGI on those cats that are guarding the French Ministry? God, I don't even remember. Oh, the, it. oh they were so yeah, bad. Look, yeah. It was such a bad job for a movie that looks as amazing as this one does and a $200 million budget. Their those, eyes were sort of weird looking. Weren't they like, like almost like weird diamond shaped like? Well, yeah, the eyes were, but they looked like cartoons. Like, yeah. they didn't blend in with the yeah. world at all. Yeah, so, I agree. So, and, and this is another one of those head scratchers where you're like, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get into Lita's vault to get a letter. Like, you know, it's without going back and watching it again, you know, during the movie, I'm like, what are they doing? I have no idea. So, they infiltrate uh, Tina, pretends to be Lita, and they get into Lita's mailbox. And well, and this is also the scene that we talked about earlier where they finally c- say to each other, hey, yeah. I'm yeah. not getting married. Yeah, but like, they say it, and wh- I was it, not joking the way that they say it. Yeah. It's like, you would have thought on their entire journey together, he would have just said, hey, Tina, listen, that was a mistake. I'm not engaged. Misprint. Yeah, yeah but, but they do it in this way. It was the wizarding world of fake news. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it really was. Um, and I think that is also kind of what guides J.K. Rowling on this whole story. Like Another problem I have is that they already really had kind of a good uh, World War II allegory and it was called Harry Potter. Right. Like you had Voldemort who wanted to take over and wanted only wizards and you had these followers and he wanted to get rid of all the mudbloods and all the muggles and everything and it's like you did that really well with Harry Potter but J.K. Rowling is very vocal. She is very, you know, she's on Twitter. She's always talking against the alt-right and all that and I'm not saying that's bad but she chose to now 
tell this allegory for World War II, which they kind of already handled well in Harry Potter. And so, you know, it kind of feels like a yeah. retread a, a little bit. Um, but anyway, so so they end up breaking into this vault and then Lita, uh, by by uh, going past the uh, the librarian, the, the librarian who and in no way is good. Uh, bad yeah right <laughs> i mean but i'm like yeah that you know like when they walk in she's turned around like looking at well, them ominously in her chair she's like looking through like the cracks <laughs> and she's like she's making the meanest mean stink face that you've ever seen yeah. it's like I mean, right let's it's, just keep walking yeah so but lita actually finally comes in to go into her mailbox and then she sees the little tree creature from yeah. the first one and and it like is peeking out from a corner and Oh, and I also have to say, so the relationship between Newt and Lita is very compelling. They build it up. They give them a backstory. They give them a history as kids. There's a romance there, but yet it doesn't go anywhere. You know, like that's a compelling romance. Right. All, all those flashbacks I thought were actually really good. They were really like, good. You and, know, seeing them in Hogwarts and but yeah. they But they build it up only to ship Newt and Tina and then to have her with the brother and then to ultimately die spoilers you know what i yeah. mean like they built up this whole backstory but really you never see a, a relationship between yeah. newton and lita i'm sure that's gonna that, that'll be in the next one though i mean like again we've got five films yeah. which i thought there was only gonna be three and it's like oh we're gonna see the big battle between dumbledore and, and the coming. next film but we got not crazy to think in three more. movies so yeah i mean i'm sure they're which they're means gonna... you have two more movies of dumbledore refusing to fight yes <laughs> i'm hoping that after the end of this one that he's able to be a little bit more front and center but we'll see but so anyway i i agree with michael though i really liked this backstory of how his kids newt and and lita were together and they understood one another they were both kind of outcasts yeah. and they they were really close and she goes back and and when they're at hogwarts she looks at their old desk and it says you know uh n plus l yeah. you know so they obviously were a thing and they drifted apart over the years but I just, I really do kind of wish they would have just put the kibosh on the Tina and Newt thing, and those two should have gotten together. I know that she was engaged to the brother, but what? There's so many movies out there where the two people realize that they weren't meant to be together. Yeah, and they, it's got to be a setup for the next one or but two. But isn't she dead yeah. now? Um, is she? Look she, like it. She died <laughs> at the end of this. Well, which again, they, in the next movie, they can go. I thought she was dead, and they can go. Nope, she survived. Yeah. That's how okay. <laughs> but no, she's dead. And so I'm like, well, what a waste of a great backstory to never pay off, other than to know that Newt cares about her. But yeah. you know, it really just felt like too much to go nowhere. Uh, so anyway, they escape. Uh, the librarian and her ten trillion cats attack them. Uh, they end up letting the lion creature out, and it just. They tried to do a fun escape like they did on the dragon at Gringotts uh, in the Harry Potter movies. But to me, it was just so close up. Like it was so um, uh, claustrophobic. Like yeah. the action scene, whereas it was fun. Like I felt like they were telling me to have fun. But yet they're in this little library type a lot area. Of, a lot of the cinematography in this film is very, very close up. Yes. Like what's what I thought was interesting is... Um, it's the same cinematographer as the first film, but yet he has so many like insane close-ups yes. of the people's faces in this. I was and like the conversations are like shot really close. I meant it, I meant to mention that because I saw yeah. this in IMAX and I seriously was feeling claustrophobic. It's, it's a huge screen and I'm like, pull back. He is yeah. in their faces. It's also very dark. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was hard to make things out sometimes because it was so dark. Yeah, I wonder if that was your theater. Like to me, I didn't have that problem. Like I yeah. thought I saw an IMAX; it was bright. Like I didn't have that issue. But my issue was like I'm like on this mega screen with 
huge faces taking up the entire screen. Yeah. And when I went back and watched the first one, because I'm wondering, well, did the cinematographer, that, is that his thing? It's the same no. cinematographer. But the, in yeah. the first movie, they're wide shots. Yeah. Like, everyone's wide. But in this movie, they've got this entire huge world they've created, and yet this guy decides to pull in close to their faces, and it just cuts back and forth. The only time where you really have wide shots is at the very end when uh, Grindelwald's giving his big speech. Yeah. You know, then you see this big expanse and all the people yeah. and whatnot, and it's like, okay, finally, like, we got some space to breathe yeah it was a very weird choice i thought and i don't know why they got so close so this action scene this is the complaint that we had in like the original transformers movies was there's a lot of action going on but we're zoomed into their right you know to their arms swinging around so and there are some movies where the story drives the action and then there are movies where the action drives the story and i feel like this kind of does that it's like they created these action set pieces and then wrote around them yeah where in harry potter i felt more like the story led to oh, and then we can do this with the dragon or whatever. And I, I don't yeah. feel like that's what's going on here at all. Well, and also, if you like watch a lot of, uh, or you know, either read them or, or see the, the last two Deathly Hallows, I mean, they devote entire scenes where it's just a couple of characters inside a tent. Yeah. yeah. And it's very quiet, and the silence is actually used to great effect. And and it's, it's those, it might be a breather, but it's not really a breather. Right. You know, versus this, it's like, I just they pile on and and I want them to just like go I just really want you to just, just let's stick with this for a little bit well, so we can take it in it can't be David Yates because he's the same director so it's got to be the screenplay that's the only thing I can think of is that you know whoever adapted those those final films that David Yates directed yeah. was a really good writer and not that J.K. Rowling is not a good writer of novels but it's screenwriting a, and book writing is different yeah, very, very different, different you've skill got sets. what are those last books or that last book was huge it was like 800 pages or yeah. something I mean, and that they still had, took out a lot of yeah. stuff but when you write a book you're writing in detail and you're writing you know and so Rowling yeah. tries to write in detail for a two hour movie and, and Harry it, Potter's the only franchise where they should have started breaking those books up into two films sooner I yeah. agree not later. Like when they did it to the last one, I was just like, well, you should have started that about four movies ago. Yeah. Because yeah. they're dense enough that they justify it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's <clears throat> entire like subplots that exist in those books, but they flow in and out of, of the within the book that it never feels like you, you don't like lose track of who's doing what and what's happening. Yeah. You know, well, it's like you, you can still follow along. I think that I think that where those movies and those original books really excel, though, is that you're following the three kids. Yes. No matter how many other yeah. characters there are, yeah. we have three main characters, right? Mm -hmm. In this movie, you've got you've got like Newt, six main you've characters. You've got Tina, yeah. you've got Jacob and Queenie. We can lump them together. We have Credence doing his thing. We have Nagini dealing with her stuff. You have Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. You have Dumbledore. Yeah. You have all the different ministries. Like, I mean, you have Lita and her mm -hmm. thing that she's dealing with. Like, you have so and you have the brother that pops up. They talk about him in the first one. He's a character in this one. Yeah. Each one is dealing with their own stuff. We have not had eight movies to establish these characters and there's too many and the harry potter's like sure yeah. you have harry hermione and ron and you see it from their perspective mm -hmm. you deal with everything through them we see other characters but it all comes back to three characters that we've seen since kids yeah and all those those books are called harry potter and the yeah so you, you kind of knew it's like well you know what your focal point probably was. will be yeah, yeah. when around him when they called this crimes of grindelwald I really thought that's where we were going to start. Like, cause that's the story is about Grindelwald and Dumbledore. That's the story. Are they doing it? Yeah, they're supposed to, yeah, but they sure are aloof in this movie. Aren't yeah. They? Like why tiptoe around it? And I'm right. guessing that's the studio because JK Rowling back as, as 
point out said that she always imagined the character is gay yeah. and had right. a romantic oh, yeah. relationship with I got Brindle. it from I mean based on her blood oath I was like well without being just like overt it seemed pretty what sensualized the, what they would say in today's world is fluid bonded <laughs> it was it was I mean it was it, it felt like if people aren't getting that right but why? Like, how would they miss they, it? But because this is Warner Brothers trying to make a kids movie, yeah, they don't say it. But I also feel like that was so cheap because everyone knows it. After the books came out, Rowling said Dumbledore yeah. was gay. Yeah. We all know they had a relationship. Uh, uh-huh. The the thing that really gives it away in this movie is at one point Dumbledore looks into the mirror, the mirror. that's yep. supposed to show you your desires, yeah. and Grindelwald pops up. So if he's a desire, then we right. that's that is the you know assurance that they had a relationship but i felt it was kind of cheap that they couldn't just say right you know because i was honestly like are they walking it back like i you know that's how it felt because they were but they were so uh, elusive about it you know i don't think that scene with them bonding was elusive at all yeah but you can have okay a blood oath has nothing to do with being there was made i mean i know it was a memory but it was shot in a way that it it looked straight out of a romance it it did but the fact reminded me of the old cinemax days (laughs) when i was 13 it was a red great time it was a great time (laughs) i i don't disagree which is but the fact that they that they won't actually verbalize it it makes me wonder are they trying to have their cake and eat it too did but did rolling Verbalize that they were lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did. Did she? I, I don't. I don't remember. But oh, or in love. And then David Yates walked it back in the interview because yeah, yeah. remember someone interviewed him a long time ago before this movie was coming out. But they're like, so your Grindelwald is going to be a main character in this movie. We know that Grindelwald and mm-hmm. Dumbledore had a relationship, and I'm going to butcher this. this. Is totally paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, but. Something, something, something. We're not going to show it. Something, something, like he was because they don't want people in the south protesting movie because there's queers in it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just it's so stupid that. But you know, if anyone was going to do it, you would think J.K. Rowling right. would say, "F you, I'm rich as God. This is my story." Because at the but same you- time, you can't make thirteen movies about Dumbledore and say that the character's gay and never show right. him in a relationship. It's it feels like cheap, that's right? ridiculous. That's a really cheap move, and yeah. so. Anyway, the but for those who didn't know, but I mean wanted confirmation, he looks in the mirror. His desire is Grindelwald, so we know that. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the only other line, which I still think was elusive, was and in tiptoeing around it was the the main like our antagonist from the Ministry. He talks to Dumbledore when he tries to like handcuff his magic powers, and he's like, "You and Grindelwald were closest brothers," and he says, "We were closer than brothers." You're right. Yeah. So that's your other, but. That still doesn't say. I mean, yeah, you can closer than brothers could mean like, yeah, we were just super tight. I don't know. So it was dumb well, in my mind. Super tight could. Well, yeah, there, there you go. That'd be a step in the right direction. <laughs> so anyway, I don't like how they tiptoed around it, but yes, they clearly were together. Um, okay, so they they break out of this uh, post office that they're in, um, and this is where we get the story. We figure out who that guy was that Tina met back at the circus. So um, this guy is there to kill credence and and we want to know why and he says oh i am uh my my father they go to this flashback and he says my father had an affair and he he, this was again i was kind of like oh do i have to draw this out now i'm trying to because i was like i felt like i was like i needed i was gonna have to pause it like Wait a minute, let me, yeah, okay, so me I know. It, there's a lot of are... there's a family tree that stretches out this way. So this character, uh, Yus- Yusef, uh, 
Um, his mother and father were not Lestrange. Right. So Lestrange, the big daddy Lestrange, whatever his name is, I don't know what his name is, um, but he desired Yusuf's mother. Mm-hmm. And so he put a spell on her, which made her leave another creepy spell, you know, mm-hmm. but this guy's a bad guy. He's so bad. that's, you know, better than our, one of our main right, characters. Yeah. Doing it. So not good, but better than the other situation. So anyway, he puts a spell on her and has her leave her family, leave the son and husband, uh, Yusuf's dad, uh, and he impregnates her. And that's how Lita Lestrange comes to be. So uh, Lita is the half brother of Yusuf mm-hmm. and um, the, the dad is Lestrange. So anyway, apparently then he had another kid and that was Credence or what they think, who they think is Credence. Yeah. And so, he Yusuf promised his father that on his deathbed that he would kill Credence because um, th- uh, the mom died in childbirth with Lita, right. so he wanted to punish someone for all this happened, and so he he said that he would kill Credence, the only thing that Lestrange loved. So he's there and he's about to kill Credence, and then Lita goes, "Stop! You, you can't because I killed Credence." Yeah, and and then you're just like, "What? What is happening? Yeah. What, what is?" Then, he, then we get another flashback. Then we get yeah. another it's flashback. like this wasn't real, but the, here's the real yeah. story. That that whole boat yeah. scene is well, just was, mind blowing. Like how like it was a flashback. Within a flashback, yeah, right? yeah it was just, just you. You shouldn't be getting an exposition dump. Well, you shouldn't get exposition <laughs> dumps no matter what. Right. But you sh- certainly shouldn't be getting it twenty minutes before the end of the film. Yeah. Well, the only that, way- yeah, that was frustrating. I, I thought the the scene with when she because when she was looking at the boggart and we saw whatever her memory was. Well, I'm just like you're and afraid that, of a blanket. What yeah. is that like? I thought it made that more tragic, and it was yes. again one of those moments. It was like, wow, that's really heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. We should pause and let the yeah silence. let this moment let, let sink just in. let it sink in because it's like ooh yeah, yeah we we should mention there is a good scene that we saw in the Harry Potters where the professor whichever one it was uh, the wasn't it the wolf guy what uh, in the first one wasn't he the one that was teaching the students and yeah. he goes to the bogger and whatever mm-hmm. so we see that Dumbledore had this same method so maybe they took it from him where he would have these kids face their fears yeah. Yeah. and Newt's is to work in an office so his turns into a desk and typewriter and hers turns into this blanket yeah, we'll come to really find know. out yeah. this is, there's a baby wrapped in that blanket and so the tragedy was in her backstory they were on this not the Titanic and they were sailing and because I'm like are they trying to tie this into the Titanic no, so apparently yeah. it is connected to the Titanic like people have like I read this like people looked at the timeline well that's what it looked like, like but I'm like this is this is the Titanic it is the apparently. Titanic uh, apparently I, I question I'm like is that what they're doing I mean JK yeah. Rowling hasn't said it yet so right. you know she'll probably, she'll probably tweet about it but it Don't is worry. lining up yeah because I mean that's, the timelines line up okay because I mean that's the t- wasn't the Titanic sailing from I thought we were watching the Titanic for a minute yeah, yeah that's what it looked like okay so I guess apparently it was but anyway so these two families were on the Titanic you had the Lestranges or, or at least you had like the nanny and you had Lita and her this younger brother and then you have this rando family and what happened was uh the baby was crying and i guess either she was annoyed by the crying or the baby was getting too much attention or something and she wanted to rid herself of the baby and she says just for a moment not to do anything you know drastic but so she goes and swaps baby lestrange with who we found out was credence so credence isn't a lestrange but she swapped the real lestrange with baby credence and then the titanic crashes and uh Baby. So there are powerful magicians in the Titanic, but they couldn't stop it from sinking, <laughs> and they couldn't save any of the they people could, that they were couldn't in the water. like like make more boats appear. Right? You know, a little, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So 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 the rowboat the 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 rowboat that is with Baby Lestrange, the real Baby Lestrange, 
crashes, the baby sinks and dies. And so she's responsible for her brother's death, you know, in a, in a roundabout way. She didn't mean to, but, um, but by doing that, she swapped for credence and that's how credence became, you know, a quote unquote Lestrange. So he isn't really part of the Lestrange bloodline. So anyway, they go back to present time and she's like, that's why you can't kill credence. Cause he's not the baby. He has no connection in all of this. So yeah, there we go. Whew. Hopefully that made sense. No, it, it, it doesn't. Don't, but, no, no, it but no, not, not my fault. It's, yeah, yeah, but that, the blame does not fall to you. No. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so after that is discovered, uh, the ministry, uh, oh, they track down that that Grindelwald is going to be going to this tomb, this uh, mausoleum or whatever. He's going to be holding a rally. And so they go to meet up with him there. The ministry goes to, you know, bring all their men. I thought it was a little on the nose when everyone was wearing red baseball hats. <laughs> they, they, it, it is funny, though, like the wardrobe choices that they choose in this this final scene definitely had that sort of like pre-World War Two like like uh-huh. Hitler followers sure like the pants and whatnot yeah. like yeah. The boots I mean that's and, literally what she's doing yeah. with this yeah. movie is I mean come to find out at this gathering you know just skip right to this uh, it, this is Grindelwald giving a big speech about what is going to happen if the wizards don't take over because humanity is the are the real bad guys and he gives somehow he can a speech about fear and fear of the outsiders and we need to get and together and make Europe great again and this su- doesn't sound familiar yeah yeah. And, and they're they're superior they're you know but the, you know the, the problem is though that i get the analogy they're going for but in within the world she's created I'm, they they are superior right yeah. like i mean they're they're literally magic they can yeah. they can say things and make things appear and they can change like they, they are superior to non-magic technically people. you're i mean you're not wrong right so it's like it's it, it's not it's not the same as when you know, a white guy says I'm better than a black guy or whatever. That that that's that's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah. I know what you mean. People with magical powers, they would be superior to people without magical powers. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean they should wipe all the humans out, though. Fair, but they are. But, but they are that. superior. <laughs> he, says, he says, you know, I don't want to kill them. They, yeah, they serve a purpose. No, we need people to drive the cabs, and yes, you know, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> but this is again where you question Grindelwald's. <laughs> you know his character i'm trying to understand because sometimes he just kills people on sight you know but sometimes he saves people like queenie he ends up going in this weird scene with queenie where uh she's his one of his henchmen is this french woman and uh queenie frenchman no (laughs) (laughs) she uh Yeah, I think that one's already taken. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so she she ends up seeing Queenie, who's really upset about everything that's been going on. Takes her into her house, and then she's like, "You, you know, you can't leave yet. Someone wants to see you." And Grindelwald comes in, and he has this conversation with her, and he ends up letting her go because he's like, you know, she gives this big dramatic speech about everything that's going on, and and he's like, "You need to go. You're innocent. You're not a part of all this." You know. So sometimes he yeah kills but people. See, but she's she's pure magic so i didn't know if that was kind of his but he kills a lot of magic people that are against him in this next but they're scene. against him <laughs> right yeah. but she's not yeah. with him at this point but yeah. it's like you know so it's just weird i'm trying to understand more about like what are his rules who does he kill right does he, you know? I, and i'm not trying to defend it because i have no yeah. idea what the rules are but i'm just i would that was yeah. just my prevailing theory of sure. like 
well, he can win her over to his side, yeah. then she's useful. Which is exactly what happens. So yeah. anyway, he lets her go, and she ends up going to this rally, but she's listening to his propaganda, and she ends up joining sides with him <laughs> while Newton, his brother, her, um, well, I, she's not with them, but uh, Jacob's there too, yeah. the, the man that she's supposed to be engaged with. But it does feel kind of a weird character flip that the woman who is engaged or trying to be engaged to the love of her life who is a muggle changes sides to the person that wants to kill the muggles like yeah you know what i mean it was quite a there was a lot of side changing back then yeah so anyway it it was kind of weird but so he has this huge rally and uh you know he's basically like come join me or you're gonna die so and he's like and all the people all the supporters there he's like evaporate out of here and and spread the word so most everyone leaves but then you have the ministry people you have all our 20 main characters and you have grindelwald and so people start passing over uh you probably have seen the scene in the trailers where he is on this like circular platform he makes a ring of ring of fire ring of blue fire fire. yeah and so people start passing over now one thing i didn't understand maybe you can tell me uh was his main supporter that broke him out of jail who i think was one of the americans that flipped he crossed over but he died is it because he was a human? I think if you cross over and you're you not you're not like fully committed his, to yeah. the cause, yeah. then yeah, I guess the blue fire is this blue fire of truth or right, something. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. That's kind of uh, how I took it, but I I I also well, yeah yeah it I also didn't think, make it. <laughs> but he he's the one that got Grindelwald out, and yet he crosses over like he wants to support him, and he he just dies. So um, and I again I think he is a human. Uh, maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe he just worked for the American ministry. But uh, for whatever reason, we'll go with what Michael said. But he dies. Um, but people start crossing over, and then they is it called evaporate? It's one, there's a word Di- like that. Disapparate. Where they disapparate. Okay, they all start leaving out of there, and so we're faced with you know Grindelwald with the main characters, and they're all shooting shooting magic at each other, and this blue <laughs> fire is coming out. I mean, it's shoot, just a, shooting magic. It's it's shooting right. magic. I don't know. Any other way to, to describe it so they're having it's this a magic money shot <laughs> yeah. Ew, that's different where's that morocco <laughs> there it is i felt so, like i said it was a magic facial <laughs> so so there's this big show resorting to hitting Tom <laughs> there's this big showdown and lita's there and you know she turns to i wish i remembered his name not newt but newt's brother whatever his name is uh she she turns to him and she's like i'm sorry and it looked like she well first of all her name is lestrange and we know in the Harry Potter movies, Bellatrix Lestrange is a follower of Voldemort. Yeah, but the Lestranges have a, obviously a pretty complicated history. Totally, but but I I think that to the we don't the know average, what the relation is between them. Apparently. We don't, but to the average moviegoer, yeah. I think when you see the name Lestrange, yeah, that's right. and you, you know that bad. one of the villains yeah, is Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, so we're so it's a red flag. So it looks like she's going to go join Voldemort uh, Grindelwald. Yeah, but I think that's goes, also the like. That's the history that she's always struggled with, and that's what they were alluding to. Yeah. When, like when she tells Dumbledore, you never liked me, and it's like, well, no, that's not the case. It's just, you know, and she was disliked, but I think a lot of it was because she was from a family that's like, ooh. Yeah. You know? So they do a head fake, which I think is a good head fake. She says sorry to her, to the fiance, mm-hmm. uh, but then she actually tries to attack Grindelwald, which, I mean who thought that would have worked but okay so she basically sacrifices herself as far as we know she's dead yeah big you know everyone's upset newt's upset because you know he loved her since they were kids and the fiance and everything so they're all fighting um grinnelwald as they're trying to control this we should mention that who is this old guy nick he's in the oh nicholas famel and i was trying to he's He's the, the creator. He's talked about yeah. in the first movies too. Like he's he's vault. the creator of the philosopher's stone. Yeah. Okay. Did you? And yeah. you see it? It's you in this movie it. in his vault. Yeah. 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 So his Grindelwald. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so you see him, and he's this ancient, decrepit, like three hundred year old man at this point. Very fragile. Yeah, very fragile. I thought it was he funny. Good when, for his age. He did look. I really mean, good. he looked very spry. I liked I mean, it. When, I don't. I don't know what moisturizer yeah. he's using, but I thought his skin was pretty good for three hundred. I know years old. he looked good yeah. for his age. Yeah. I like it when Jacob goes to shake his hand and crushes it, and then he does it again at the end. And he's like, "Oh, sorry, that was a good moment." But anyway, so he comes and he he kind of knows how how to stop this, and he says, "Everyone, form a circle. Put your." wand in the ground and they cast a spell that will contain this so well, the, this is kind of how the they ended the book it oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah kind of well everybody in a circle kinda. put their wands uh, in. Uh, yeah, yeah. they're older in this movie <laughs> so so anyway they so the, the his blue flame is now uh transformed into like a dragon flame it's this huge monster that is he they say grindelwald is going to destroy paris so they're able to contain it with the circle you have the you know the good fire versus the blue fire and it's just a big spectacle showdown eventually it gets contained um and then yeah because where else is jim morrison gonna get buried well it's true (laughs) it's all in perilous chase yeah there you go it's like well I, i think that's exactly what jk rowling was going for um, so, so they end up escaping, uh, Grunewald gets away, um, and they, they contain it. Paris is saved. Um, Newt, and then this is kind of the end of the movie. Um, what we didn't see, he brought Niffler and we knew it was going to come back. We don't know why, but yeah. he brought Niffler who only steals shiny things. So we knew, and, and we saw in the scene mm-hmm. that Grunewald is now wearing the little container, which contains the, the bond, the blood oath between yeah. him and Dumbledore. So now they're at Hogwarts. They go meet up with Dumbledore on the other side of the the bridge, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, we, you know, we contained the best we could, or whatever." And then Newt pulls out this container, and, and Dumbledore's like, "How in the hell did you get this thing?" And then Niffler pops out of the pocket, and he's like, "Oh, very clever." And I, I that's another reason, I guess, why they keep Newt around because yeah. his his creatures do stuff. So at <laughs> least they're uh, helpful in this one. Uh, and the 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 movie kind of ends with Newt asking, "Can you destroy this?" So that they you can take come his. Help uh, uh, wizard Fitbits off his yeah. Uh, yeah. wrist. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They took his shackles off, and and uh, he says, "Can you destroy this this oath?" And he's like, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it leaves off. So, you know, that's oh, wait. oh no, that's oh, no. Leaves off. Yeah. There's one big no, no, no. Scene. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. <laughs> There's like the post credits, not post credits scene, but the final thing that we see is uh, Grunewald. Oh, I should say, Credence had joined. Yeah, and I guess he's not Credence. He well, well, I guess this is where we find out. So Credence had walked over and crossed through the blue flame uh-huh. and, and now he's CCR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, and, so and says this is all for you. Yeah. So this whole time we don't know why this kid is important, but obviously there's something about him. And now we still don't know his lineage. Uh, but in the last scene of the movie, Grindelwald's there, and he says, uh, "This whole during the movie you've seen Credence with this little bird that looks like he's been hurt, or you know he's he's." He mending this wounded little chick and uh grindelwald takes him and much like in the beginning of the movie when he throws his pet lizard out the yeah. out the door i'm like oh my god don't kill this thing this kid's crazy like yeah. you know but what he does is he takes it and he like sets it on fire and it turns into a phoenix mm-hmm. and they had planted earlier in the movie that the phoenixes are they go to dumbledore's mm-hmm. and so is it fox is that the name fox. of it yeah. yeah yeah so when this happens it's like oh holy crap like if you've been paying attention and this phoenix just came to to mm-hmm. credence he's a dumbledore yeah and then that is not he's not he's not aberforth the brother that we did know about yeah he's another brother 
maybe from another mother. <laughs> but uh, he sa- he says, your brother is trying to stop us. Mm-hmm. And so now we know that Credence is really... And I will call you Aurelius, Aurelius Dumbledore. Dumbledore, yeah. It just so, rolls off the tongue. It you know, does. it's just, just, it's right there. It yeah. does. So there's also his sister, uh, Areola Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Well, and a lot of what the, the, and the, and they talk about it in the books more, and the, it is in the movies. Um, but so the two brothers that we do know about, Aberforth and Albus, they had a major falling out because of the death of the sister, who's the one in the, in the painting. Yeah. Um, and it's alluded to that part of, and that she may have been an Ocularius or Oculus, the same thing that yeah. Credence is. Yeah. She had that same issue. Um, but that Grindelwald was part of her, you know, had some, you know, role in her death. Apparently she stopped doing magic. Right. So like all of that is there and that's all built. But then this new brother you would think out of all the books and all the movies we've seen that we've heard about his brother we've heard about the sister but we never heard about his other brother that apparently was a part of the battle mm-hmm. with Grindelwald yeah. well and not only that you have both sides of the uh, magical world you've got um, Europe as well as America mm-hmm. going after Credence and yet for some reason like they they all know He's a Dumbledore, but they all keep it secret, I guess. I don't you know, think they like, all know. I, I think they know, know his powers and his danger, but I don't think they knew he was a Dumbledore. I think only Grindelwald know. But if they probably have some sort of information on him, if yeah. they're tracking him, and it's like if he's like integral to the, you know, everybody's trying mm-hmm. to get him. So it's like, wouldn't they have the paperwork or wouldn't they know that he's a Dumbledore? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's an illegitimate child that, and I mean, they were fleeing. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think anyone knew. I, I uh, think only Grindelwald was able to sense it through whatever his abilities were. But like, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean though. Like, if they knew, why is no one saying anything? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they did. I think because of the switch and everything that it was just some weird lost thing. So we finally find his identity. I mean, I like like this movie series is getting interesting. I like this movie more than the first. I like this reveal, I but it's it just. Would- it would be more interesting if they hadn't assigned first names to either of the Dumbledores, and you find out that Credence becomes the Dumbledore uh, before. Yeah, that, I totally agree. You know, yeah. and I that, was kind of hoping that you've been like, rooting for the wrong Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, because that guy comes around at, at the very end because he's like, he are had, you saying? Are you saying that maybe Credence would be Albus Dumbledore, no, the main Ab- character? I'm asking Tom, are you saying that oh. he should be the main character? Right. Like they, yeah, he's saying that he oh, should be Albus like, and Jude Law is the brother. Well, that and that, you, that, that you've been, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that you've been rooting you, for you, the wrong one. You've <laughs> misgayed, misjudged yeah. which Dumbledore is going to be well, called. That would have been Dumbledore. A crazy reveal. That and there would, yeah, that would have been insane. There would only be Riots two in that. the streets. Yeah, but there would only be two oh, that but way. Even, but even this, I was like, oh, he's if he's Aberforth, we know that he comes around. But no, we don't but know. No, he's, no, he's we know nothing brother. about this brother. I, I'm, I'm curious how hardcore Harry Potter fans are going to react to this because, <laughs> I mean, it, she's rewriting canon it, mm-hmm. to an extent. I mean, I know she created the canon, yeah. but it's like this idea of, of adding, another, adding another brother 
to a family history that, that has already been established. That's yeah. the problem with prequels because in, it's very hard to do a prequel, especially for a famous franchise, because just like Lord of the Rings, just like with Game of Thrones, I mean, Harry Potter has a mythos and a family tree and a lineage and all these books, and you know they go into such detail. So when you just say that Albus Dumbledore had another brother, that's not a small thing. No, it's Why not. didn't any of the books or histories mention it? Exactly. So then they have to retcon it, and I guess we'll maybe find out why they kept it a secret they'll have to I, I can't imagine they won't address why we don't know I just I wonder how like people are going to gain anything it. from it yeah like that's my yeah. thing is, is like because of this it's a pretty major thing but does it really do we need it it doesn't know. it doesn't make it any more interesting no. to, to me I think that Credence who for two movies we don't know who he is is a Dumbledore that's interesting to me like yeah part of me feels weird because I this was made up and never mentioned anywhere but then as just a moviegoer of this franchise I'm like wow this is actually getting pretty interesting because now we have another Dumbledore and this Dumbledore is with the bad guy and we're hopefully gonna get good Dumbledore fighting them and it's like yeah. brother versus bro- I mean but to your to your point sort of like you said like there there hasn't been anything even hinted at Right. Regarding this in the past, and that's so it's the like downside. you know, you just rewatch the first film, and it's yeah. like you would think that okay, if she mapped this out before writing all these five films, right. the big F, yeah. like if she did that, mm-hmm. then it's like she would have sprinkled in little clues yeah. in the first film. It's like it, they're no, not there. I think they're it, not existent. Right. Remember, at the beginning of the first film, Kowalski has his memory wiped. We thought Credence was dead. Yeah. I think after that first one, the first one was like, does this work? Will it make money? Once it did, they're like, all right, let's map this out. And I think they said, okay, we'll make Credence a Dumbledore. And we'll, you know, I, didn't, it, I didn't feel like Credence was dead, though. Well, they, I mean, they even thought he was. I just, it, oh, it seemed like he was, I, but... I mean, mm. just because of that dark magic of being yeah. Ocularius or whatever it is. That's true. There's always that like, question of, is he? Mm. Yeah. But I, I really don't feel like... I could be wrong, but it doesn't seem like she had a plan, to Michael's yeah. point, that you think that there would be more little clues sprinkled out. It feels like it was like, let's see what happens with the first one. After the first one, now you can write your four more... It, it, and she's <laughs> very, very, very good at, at having all these things figured out. Yeah. Because like early on, I think it was in the second movie... They wanted to get rid of the producers. Wanted to get rid of Dobby because he was going to be really hard to animate. Yeah, like, and they were like, yeah, "Can we lose Dobby?" She's like, nope. "You can, but it's going to screw you up later." Yeah, well, what because, about uh, you know he he saves him right? And, what about was, Neville? Right? Isn't he the one that saves the day? And isn't he the other? Is am I getting the kid right? Wasn't he? It's not Neville. Is, Neville is, is the one that he's I mean, the other that could have been Harry Potter. He right? could have been, yeah, yeah. So like that character, I feel like I heard something where maybe they wanted to like get rid of that character or something. Yeah. But it's like, well, you but, can't but, do that because he's a major player. But it was just for me. I was like, she's so good at having all this stuff sort of plotted out. So yeah. when it was Dumbledore, I was like, oh, you could have been like, she could have been. He could have been a black and and you know like a distant relative of Sirius or something like that. Yeah. But it was like. Really? All right. Well, how does that work out? That seems large. Hopefully she has a plan, and hopefully in the future ones will play out, because I think these movies are getting better. I think we have... It's Grindelwald versus Dumbledore. We're there. Yeah. It was a little messy getting there, but I feel like we're... This movie felt like more of a Harry Potter movie than Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, there's a lot more magic. Yeah, I was in the world. We're in Hogwarts. Yeah. We see But this could have been two movies. It could have been, but I'm just glad that we're... This is another Harry Potter movie. Yes. As opposed to a pocketbook spinoff, I, right? I, yeah. Like I said, I enjoyed, like, I just had to, like, 
disassociate each scene from from yeah. another to just enjoy like I like this scene what's happening and then I I would like the next one but it was like yeah but I was really done yeah. with the other one and it's like I went to a restaurant where I'm like I really like this hey where are you taking that oh okay try this oh that's delicious oh you gotta take that away too okay thanks yeah well here's the thing so she. I mean, she's a multi-multi-billionaire. These movies make multiple billions. They have all these movies set up. They've they've got the message. Whether they listen to it or not is one thing, but I think they will. This movie's a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It is the lowest rated Wizarding World movie ever by a yeah. long shot. People... And this isn't all just, you know, Johnny Depp. Hate. No, 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 exactly. That's I, not... It felt like they had Johnny Depp for like four days. Yeah, totally. well, and they also like that I mean, scene noticed, between Johnny Depp and Credence on that roof. Yeah. You never see Johnny yeah. Depp in a shot with <laughs> yeah. the other two actors. Yeah. Yeah. Not one time. They're yeah. not one time. They're keeping him at arm's length. I mean, uh, it's his back on the poster. Yeah, which is interesting because they're all facing him. Yeah. It's his back, so they're doing back advertising. Then um, he hasn't been in any of really any of the like press junket stuff or anything yeah. like that. So. But I was like, that's not that. That's not part of it. No, I mean, the, but the, the problem people are having. He's not, honestly, I didn't have a problem. He's I, very I, low, I think he was, he was hey, very low-key in he's this. He's kind of yeah. acting. He's toned down in this. He's not yeah. Jack Sparrow. He's toned down. Right. I sort of like, got a little bit of like a David Bowie, like a later-in-life David Bowie vibe. Like he was going for this like stoic sure, British yeah. gentleman. You know, he always has his like his source uh, material, and I'm pretty sure Bowie. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like Bowie later in his the life. Bowie yeah. was a source material thing. It felt like it. Yeah. It looked like it, but. But yeah, it was just real quick to wrap up my point though. So this movie got a forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It only has like a seventy something percent audience, which for a series like this is low. And yeah. you know people have a lot of complaints. Hopefully they listen. Hopefully Rowling is taking all this into consideration. And the next three movies, if they're gonna do three, hopefully they develop the characters, move a little slower and not try to cram so much in. Like I hope yeah. that they learn like with the first one how they added more Harry Potter stuff. Hopefully they'll learn about the pacing and yeah. centralizing, you know, the subplots and let's hope that they just keep getting better and better as they go. Yeah. They could have just had more, a little bit more of a journey in this. Yeah. But with movies, I mean, as many as they've made as high profile, this franchise is, they shouldn't still be figuring it out. Right. That's, that's ultimately, yeah, but the they're problem. figuring out how to do a spin off. It's not, this isn't Harry Potter, and that's right. the problem. Is yeah, that, but I don't expect them to learn on my $15. Like, they, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, like, they've, these, these aren't new filmmakers. Yeah. They've been making films for a long time at a very high level. But sometimes well, you just don't know how the audience is going to react, though. But that's uh, why it's like, I mean, again, Deathly Hallows split across two movies, and they contribute a major portion of, of that story. In a tent. Yeah. And it doesn't and it feel wrong. And it works. Right. And it's important. And it feels good. And it feels resonant. And then this one is just like, you guys are slow down for well, a Well, this is the big question mark, really, because it's like you have five movies to tell this story. So you would think that, okay, they are splitting this one story into five. But yet you pack so much into right. number two. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So. I, I yeah. think they regret the first one. And they tried to yeah. cram two movies worth of story into yeah. this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, really, the plot of this should have been one and two. Yeah. That yeah. first one, introducing Newton as crazy creatures. Is just, yeah, uh, the running around in Central Park thing is like, uh, that was probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unfortunate. So, uh, Dan, do you have a video recovery for us? Um, yeah. Uh, God, I lost it. It was, uh, well, you know what? Let's. I'm going to go with Kevin's. Um, yeah, I blanked on it. Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, Sword in the Stone. Hey, there you I go. Have not seen Sword in the Stone, and it's one of those. It's one of those slider Disney uh, animated films 
that um, it's the character. You know, the you know Merlin has been used, uh, and a lot of um, other ancillary stuff. He, he was even on like Sophia the First. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it, it's one of those, um, I don't even, I can't remember what year it came out. Um, oh, I want to say forties or fifties. No. Oh no. 60s? It was later. Was it later? It was okay. towards the end of Walt's tenure. Okay. I've never the, seen the film. I've always I wanted to. It's, it, so is, it is, it's a, it's a, it's a 63. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like more of a, and he wasn't like full, like he was working on other stuff at the time. So, and it's a very slight yeah. film. It's very short. Uh, but it is, um, a great one to sort of tell the story of, of Arthur uh, in a way that doesn't feel like, you know, like there's so many remakes that yeah. we've, we've it's, seen. It's and not it's all a way about, you've seen. And it's, it's all about magic yeah. and fun. And, and uh, I mean, there's a villain in the movie, but, uh, you know. Did that come out right before the animated Jungle Book? Uh, or was it around the same time it period? Might be around, I think it's around the same time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it, and you can get it on digital on like a really nice, pristine HD copy. And I want to say it's one of those that's only like ten, yeah, it's or very, fifteen. It's not a twenty dollar yeah. one. Like it, Jungle Book was sixty seven, sixty seven. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it's a very again, it's it's sort of like uh, in the same way like Dumbo is also a very slight. Like there's not a lot to it. Dumbo. So I would kind of put this one. I put this up there with the Wind in the Willows, yeah. uh, the Reluctant Ichabod, Dragon, yeah. Ichabod and and Sword in the Stone. Whereas Sword in the Stone, I think is is at the top of those. Like it's more of a movie than those, but I still put it down in that category with the secondary. Yeah, it's it's Disney not stuff. it's not like I mean it's not even like Aristocats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not Aristocats. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get the right one if you're watching with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the kids. yeah. 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 It's very enjoyable. Uh, advance. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Dan. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Dan. You can find me on Dan Graney sixty seven G R A N E Y. This is Michael. You can find me at WeirdMovieGeeks.com and also on Twitter at MP Hafner. And you have a review of this, right? I do have a so full if you review. Yeah, read, so check it out on WeirdMovieGeeks.com. And this is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers or on Twitter at Real Spoilers or uh, on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So uh, that's it for this one. I don't know where we'll, ta- where we'll where we'll go next week. There, are, It's an embarrassment of riches. Wow. There wow. are so many movies coming out. Who knows? I mean, we definitely know all the choices, but we just can't pick one here. So. Yeah, we might have to pick multiple. Oh, we'll so see. we shall see. So that's what you have to look forward to, which is you don't know. But we don't know. So we're not <laughs> hiding it from you. We did, we're lazy and don't know either. <laughs> this so. is called transparency. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to downplay that, but no, apparently. No, we don't know what we're doing. So, uh, But after 430 of these, you should have figured that out by now. So uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Jimmy's Lunchbox has photos in it. In an age when nature and magic rule the world, there is an extraordinary legend. The story of a warrior who communicates with animals. Who fights sorcery and the unnatural. His name is Last of his tribe. He's also called Beastmaster. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.